language bearers, photographers, diary makers. You with your memory are dead. Frozen. Lost in a present that never stopped passing. Here lies the incantation of matter. A language forever. Oh wait, that's a different begotten. It's time for the rules of acquisition. Make a baby with me. Hello, and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's a podcast where we're going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, the greatest TV show to, you know, that really taught me what it's like to be a parent, <laughs> not having any kids. Um, mm. Uh yeah, my name is Wade Bowen. With me, as always, is James Nolan. It is the greatest life lesson that you need to learn when you're being a parent is that you can reabsorb your dead child into your body. Oh, it's a, uh, and and get yourself out of any sort of uh, latent celestial punishment that you may have. Well, it's still sad though, right? You know, at what cost? It's a way to live on. Was it? Was it? It's supposed to be up. But we're gonna also, also with me, <laughs> is this other guy, Hugh Crawford. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's, uh, it's going all right. I'm trying to do the thing like on uh, how did this get made, where Jason Manzikas will come out and talk about the movie for five minutes before the second guest <laughs> okay. is brought out. Like I never understand right. that, but I love it. So. <laughs> or he derails the whole. You're trying to yeah. do the thing where you derail the whole show before it begins. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am turning you into June Diane Rayfield. <laughs> well, you, have to, you don't have to try very hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And this is uh this episode originally aired on January 27th, 1997. It is episode 12 of C- on season 5. And here is the IMDb description. The discovery in a, of an infant changeling gives Odo a chance to correct what he sees as the quote mistakes end quote in his upbringing. But as Starfleet's pressure for results grow, he has to turn to his quote father end quote Dr. Mora. This IMDb description fails to mention the B plot, which is Kira finally gives birth and yeah. Shakar fucks up, fucks a bunch of shit up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to blow your mind here. Yeah, this is a point. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to blow your mind with a tidbit. Well, I was going to say it seems season five is the point where the writers of the show are very proud of AB plot symmetry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, they they're very they're very fond of it. Yeah, uh, sort so of like the ascent, where we had crazy roommates on a planet, crazy roommates above. Right here, we've got uh, we're on theme. Child rearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now blow blow our minds, James. I'm blow sorry. Blow my mind. This is obviously this is the last episode we'll ever see Shakar. I don't know why, but it is. Yeah. And after this after this episode, Keiko O'Brien is only in two more episodes. Of Deep Space Nine. What? <laughs> my, my, my brain blew up. One of them is the the daughter episode where oh, she... Time's right? Orphan. Yeah, Time's yeah. Orphan. Yeah. And, and the other one is... With the finale? The last one. The last, the last one. Yeah, okay. There you go. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. a that's a damn shame. That is a damn shame. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes me kind of bummed out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I was kind of like, how do they... How, how the fuck did... Like, because fuck, I, I guess... I guess they hate her as much as most fans do. I don't understand why. That's ridiculous. I'm kind of we're, we're kind of gobsmacked that that's all the Keiko that we get. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's gonna be a lot hard. Like all those all the time we spend that I w- was looking forward to spending to telling people to fuck off. Keiko's great. We're not gonna. Get, I'm not gonna have that. It's been stolen from me. Yes, you gotta get that in there. Cards on the table. I think this is a pretty good episode. I agree. I mean, I it's not too. perfect, but I like. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like this episode quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a interpersonal, like, no big action sequences episode. But fuck it, I'm old. I don't need that shit anymore. Well, we still have <laughs> problems to solve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always good. Mm-hmm. But they're all science problems. There's, there's no, but there's no bad guys coming in saying, "Oh, we're opposing your goals, and you have to stop us" or anything. You know, like it's just shit. Yeah, no, this is this is the best. Yeah, I thought that it did well with maintaining sort of a weird energy throughout the whole thing. 
like the Keiko O'Brien, Shakar, Ted, and Alice. <laughs> I thought that that they sort of leaned into the weirdness and they absolutely didn't try to normalize it. Uh-huh. Even to the point where Shakar goes, do me a favor next time you have a kid, leave my girlfriend out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He finally <laughs> shouts. Or the point where O'Brien almost says that I've seen her pussy ton. Right. She's been living with me for the last five months. Yeah. I've seen her cooter before. Nothing yeah. I haven't seen before. <laughs> which which seems to have been like a Shikar would have just said, what, Mike? And he's I like, like, I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I got that. Those scenes, those scenes with the O'Briens and the Shikars, <laughs> um, <laughs> they're mercifully short. Like, I feel that if they went on for one more minute than they did, then they would have overstayed their welcome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Do we want to split up and talk about B-plots before A-plot or just jump into the B's before A's? (laughs) Yeah, we can jump. Like, Well, let's just start at the beginning. I know we like to... I do like that it just... I mean, just talking about, you know, it's relatable to me. Like, it it starts off with Odo coming in, complaining about his back hurting. That's... I've been having trouble with my waking up. My back hurts every day. Oh, you need a mattress. I do, but it, my girlfriend had, when we moved in, she's got a nice mattress. So much better than my old mattress. It's Except not it's, nice for you, though. It's too damn your soft. Need, your, your mattress needs are different than... Right, but I mean, I've, we've, I've been living on this I've, this mattress for like two years now, and it didn't fuck me up. Oh, wait, wait, do you not have a... You need a... You're almost 40, man. You need to get your ass a memory foam mattress. They're hard. They're awesome. Oh, I like hard mattress. See, she doesn't like a hard mattress. Yeah, I like a hard mattress too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I like a hard mattress, but this has got pillow top shit, and you know. Oh, yeah, I know. But it didn't bother me until like, well, it bothered me a little bit, but I got used to it. And then until like the last two weeks, it's been fucking up my back. So, but so yeah, so Odo's got the same. He's got (laughs) the same problem, except minus the girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just like oh. Oh, I've got Alvanian mites, and it's gonna fuck my bad back's gonna hurt for the rest of my life because mm. I'm a disgusting person who's got bed bugs. Now everybody, anybody can get bed bugs. That's that's a lesson, New Yorkers know. Except I haven't. I've never had bed bugs. I don't want that stigma. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, and and so and he's like, oh, it's your bad posture. It's like you got to loosen up. <laughs> and then we learned. That Odo's been constipated half the time he's been a solid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah there's been remember? more solid to him than. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn to relax. So, well, the prune juice did help when I was all backed up. <laughs> yeah, he did say about prune juice. That was, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Well, then Quark comes on the scene and he. Talk and he notices that he's uptight, and then he talks is about three Orion slave girls and a strap <laughs> yeah. on, which yes, was yeah, yep. they're just gonna strap you in. And, yeah. No, they they say they sh- they strap on Orion slave girls strap on. is what they say. They don't say about anything about strapping anybody else into anything. They say they have no. I have three Orion and what the and they strap on and then they and then he ends the well. Sentence. It is true, like in that kind of situation, you got to learn to relax if you're going to mm-hmm. be pegged. I guess. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, peg, pegging, pegging is. I mean, probably, I, I, I don't know from experience. I've listened to enough Dan Savage. That's uh, cool. That's. <laughs> I mean, it's wait, fine. If it's you, no judgment. Wait, I'd tell you if I were a guy that were into pegging, but I'm I'm pretty vanilla. All know. right, thinner things, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <just laughs> or, small, smaller things that could reach his prostate, not necessarily a full strap. <laughs> I. I, I guess so. I mean, but he has no interest. But that's not something that Odo has experienced. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't want to be in part of your hollow sweet program with the three Orion slave girls. And then Cork has this Uridian gave me this thing I think you might be interested in. <laughs> I bought a baby. I bought like an infant on the black market. Bought, yeah. Aren't you happy? Oh, it's I think it's about to die, but you can have you can buy it from it's like, wait a minute. He recognizes it's a life form and he's selling it. That's kind of fucked up. I bought a dying baby on the black market. Yeah. That, that's... So you can buy it for five slips of latinum. It's like, well, it's it's not. No, he he thinks it's dead. He's like, oh, it's a dead baby. You want it? And then Odo says, like, it's not dead. It's sick. I was like, oh, okay. In that case, I'll take eight slips of latinum for it. Because, well, he knows what a changeling looks at, like, I guess, because he remembers being one. They throw in the reference that we know that the changelings sent out 100 babies to go grow up, and this must be one of them. But it's sick because of 
not a plasma surge, which is the this season's favorite thing, but tetrion radiation has ah good set. old tetrion radiation. Yeah, we can purge the radiation the tetrion isotopes with an electrophoretic diffuser, and that seems to work. When Bashir tries it, and then that sets it off that this episode's all about. Odo trying to be a good dad, I guess. Yeah, trying to at least... Um, well, trying to... Like, he's more sympathetic to the changeling's plight, you know, and then it works backwards from there, I would right. say. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he understands what it's like to be alone and unaware of what you are. Right, yeah, and that's how they're, you know, like, oh, you can gauge a race by how it, seeing how it treats the weak and vulnerable. That's maybe how they're testing all these 100 changeling babies they sent out but well and the thing is is that dr moore and what we learn about dr moore was because you know odo was discovered during the occupation uh-huh. i guess it comes out later but it, basically for the first act of this odo is walking around with this baby in a cup and he's talking to it in a lab and he's talking to it in 10 not 10 Ford, jesus the replimat and uh Worf comes up and has that kind of funny yeah, little... Why, why are you talking to your beer or your beverage? Yeah. He's like, that's a changeling. He's like, oh shit. And he looks at and his That's drink. the one Worf scene we get. I don't think yeah. we get a Dax. Do we get a Dax scene in this? I don't think so. This is the only episode Dax is not in so far. In the whole show? So far, yes. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow, okay. And then Bashir is like, oh, we're going to bring Dr. Mora up. And it's like, why would you want to do that? I'm going to be a better dad than this guy. They're like, uh, well, we don't really need a dad. We need more of a scientist. Right, right. <laughs> oh, and then, and Bashir is like, Oh, uh, well, you know, Kira's in labor right now. Do you want to deal? And it's like, Oh, I don't give a fuck about that. It's like, Whoa, that's kind of harsh. <laughs> like, yeah. He's now uh, was Kira ever aware that he had a changeling, <laughs> right? She, well, she's busy, I guess. I know, but it kind of comes around at the end. Yeah. yeah. And it's the whole thing is kind of weird. Like, Oh, your your best friend ostensibly is about to have a baby, and he's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, whatever. She's in labor. Mm-hmm. I got boom, baby. I don't care about her no more. Like, All right. I do like the thing I like most about this this plot, and why I think it's pretty clever, is that it's it's the much more real inverse cats in the cradle. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like the problem with cat like the cats in the cradle I never related to because it's like. Wow, I'm a dist. I mean, I guess I maybe I can relate to it, but like this idea that my father was distant and I grew up and I'm a distant father too. What's more, what I get like is more of this idea of this longing to overcorrect how you were, how you, the, the list of wrongs that right. everybody grows up feeling their parents did to them. And then, you know, then there's the like, I'm going to do it all this other way. And so that's, right. that's sort I'm of gonna where the, you, the, you, I'm going to teach this kid you can be anything, you can be a Tarkalian hawk. Or a Philian python. Uh, or a Tarlean hawk. Or a Tarkalian hawk. Yeah. Or, Which, or a Tarkalian hawk. Like, or a Tarkalian hawk. Or a Tarkalian or a Tarka- hawk. A Tarkalian hawk. Yeah. He always with the fucking Tarkalian hawk. You know what a Tarkalian hawk is? <laughs> it's a red tail hawk. That's what <laughs> yeah, it was. I thought it looked familiar. <laughs> well, he, he, he's just like, it was, uh, the Tarkalian hawk was, that's like his Odo's go-to things. Like, you could be a circle, you could be a Tarkalian hog, and then in the next one, he's like, you could be a cylinder, you could be a Tarkalian hog. And I'm like, I fucking get it, Dad. You want me to be a Tarkalian hog? Hugh, Hugh what, is your, what is your issue? Do you have hatred in your heart against Tarkaliophiles? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just seems like... That was like the one thing. And then he reminisced about being a Tarkalian hawk. A Tarkalian hawk. I self-identify as an area Tarkaliophile. <laughs> He's another kin. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes, but that, yeah, like that that whole thing about like having to correct the, the parents and then the parents there. Right. I was never very good at being a, at, at changing into things, but you're going to be better than I am because I'm going to raise you better than mm-hmm. I was. I'm gonna be gentle and not hate, you know. And then it, it and it goes and it it's not like up uh, and it doesn't end with the simple Odo learned a lesson. No, Mora did the best he could, you know. It was, it Except was, he does learn that kind of. Yeah, but it's also that he does it that he gets more juice out of the, his his his. Okay, work, that's know? what yeah, I was yeah. getting at. Is that more? Well, the thing about Mora is is that we come to understand just like everybody else, 
Odo was discovered during the occupation, right? And that Mora was under a lot of pressure from from the, the Cardassians. Cardassians, and the yeah. Ca- Cardassians were pe- were you know basically <laughs> we're, space Nazis. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. a lot worse than Starfleet is about it, mm-hmm. right? And the thing about Mora is that isn't sort of interesting that he didn't have a whole lot of time uh, or a lot of room to work with Odo, right? And also. Like when Odo was handed it, he was handed a, a baby. Like this is, you know what this is. But when more somebody handed him like a highball of goop and of like caro syrup, and he like didn't know what to do with it. Right, right, right. So, like I don't. Is this a person or do I shoot? Do I shoot electricity through it? Gives a fuck, you know. But yeah, it was just a specimen on a shelf that somehow he found interested in mm. like it could have just been sitting there well not- they i think he mentioned he, he like he, it was biomatter like they knew right. it was some sort of biomatter right right mm-hmm. but yeah that the point is is that mora had had it kind of rougher than odo in a different a lot of different ways and odo kind of comes around comes around <laughs> it was a different time we had it a lot rougher back then right and it, <laughs> we had to be rough yeah on well then that's how he acts you know he actually says spared the rod spoil the child yeah, he does, to yeah. him at one point which i kind of cringed at because i <laughs> yeah. don't beat my children so <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yes i don't know right i yeah everything i did i did for your own good and like oh i remember the vacuum chamber the cytoplasmic separator the protein decompiler I was under pressure from the Cardassians, and and then they're like, "Oh, you'd be nobody if not, you know, you'd be on a shelf still if it if I didn't figure it out." And like, "Oh, well, you'd be just some dumbass scientist that nobody respected, but I made you because you recognize who I am." And yeah, he's not you, wrong there. You can also. take my kid and send it down, start up the on the promenade, Doctor Mora's chamber of horrors, and then Cisco's like, "Uh." What the fuck are you guys doing in here? <laughs> How's it going? Uh, you motherfuckers, calm your, you're like, you're, you're, that was the <laughs> yeah. opposite side of like, was it two episodes ago? And he was like, I know what it fucking takes, Worf. Like, like <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like, you motherfuckers need to get your shit Well, I, th- yeah. I think that he realized that he walked into like a domestic scene. Oh, yeah. yeah it wasn't yeah, like yeah. a, like, he, he, he had the sort of like silence of, somebody who overheard something deeply personal right not somebody who walked into like a like a professional squabble well he's even acknowledged earlier that like when odo is like i'm gonna do this all by myself don't bring dr mora up he's like you know uh it's good to have somebody that can help change the diapers sometimes and then he's kind of standing there for this kind of familial dispute later on so Mm -hmm. he, he might know how but again, the, the this is where the writers still like these. Now, now I'm getting ticky tack with them because the show's getting better and they're like, you know, they're stories that make sense. Like I sometimes I think these the, the writers go off on these little tangents of constantly making these baby parenting jokes to telegraph the the father son dynamic of the episode. Uh-huh. And I kind of wish they'd you know like rear back on that some of them nice to change the diapers and all of that spare the rod spoil the child yeah like all of these sort of like cliches to telegraph that this is this is not about a puddle of goo but a father you know a parenting generational generational yeah parenting story (laughs) they got to add all this you're right it is kind of they're were they are they're terrified that we're not going to get the subject yes 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 yeah i mean this is still like a you know it's a primetime show oh i guess i get it and i and i and i'm sure that if it's one of those situations where if i had to deal with 1980s paramount suits i'm sure that like i would have yeah. like oh I've, we've got to make this as obvious as fucking possible or they're just gonna get confused and angry like all dumb people when they get confused they get angry <laughs> so i think you're you're probably right but looking back on it now you know i'm just kind of like that i wouldn't have made that critique about a second season episode <laughs> right <laughs> yeah this is these are higher forms of sure sure yeah oh so. yeah this this is operating on a much it's a different mm-hmm. level that early and none of that but it was also, i mean it was a truly satisfying episode so yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I like yeah it. it's when cisco comes in is like starfleet they're gonna want communication soon because odo's been combating dr moore and saying no you can't do that to the kid i got i'm gonna talk to it and and then more is like Look, I was under a lot of pressure, and Odo's like, "No, you weren't. Fuck off." But then Cisco's like, "No, Starfleet <laughs> needs communication with this thing soon, or they're gonna take over." And you know, oh, by the way, they want daily reports too. Yeah. And then Odo's like, "Oh shit, no. Okay, fine." 
<laughs> let's shoot uh, it. Let's electrocute it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stick its okay, nipples uh, up to car batteries. So we'll go at your way. Yeah. Well, at first he's like, "All right, Dad, electrocute it," and the, and Doctor Moore's like, "Sorry, fuck off. I'm just an observer. Remember, mm-hmm. less than six millivolts." And he's like, "That's when he gets to spare the rod." Spoiler child analogy, which is yeah, I didn't know that was a saying like Bajor, but yeah, uh, mm, cliches, man. Yeah, they get addicted to them sometimes. Uh, like, but also, like, I thought that is it. I think this is the scene, and we you may have just mentioned it. I didn't when he goes, You wouldn't be shit if it wasn't for me. But yeah, oh no, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like, do you think the Federation would give a fuck about your dumb work if you didn't discover me? Yeah, right. That was like, yeah. uh, that was the realest thing because yeah. you, you, you know, that was like the realest because <laughs> like every son looks for the meanest thing and just like tip of the spear. <laughs> yeah. And like, I thought your ass was on earth right now consulting about the changelings, <laughs> anyways. And like, no, I was here visiting my parents it's like oh shit like mm. <laughs> and then they shock it a little bit and then they have like the dirty it's like the scene from the abyss with the cgi face it makes oh yeah this is actually or, interesting there's a little interesting thing for you they uh ad-libbed that on set the director did ad lib that whole scene on set and then they went and like he took it to the producers and they're like well what are we supposed to do with this and he's like you're supposed to put a little goo face and you're like yeah we we're out of money <laughs> like and he was you're like supposed you're to not- spend thirty thousand dollars on a goof face yeah he was he was like so you're not gonna computer generate the goof face he's like no you're gonna cut that scene and so then the director went and like put on a sock himself <laughs> and like made and like poured goo on the sock and like did it like with the sock and put it into the cut and they're like that looks dumb well no no i think that they're saying they they used it they just put a little bit of like a, just a little cg they sprinkled the little cg salt on it oh really yeah and it's basically oh, un, oh. it's basically rendered like that so oh wow so yeah it's came back on so yeah i'm trying to look at the game and held it in front of the cameras to everyone's amazement the shot looked fine huh yeah so that's how they did that huh argument for not spending money on things <laughs> <laughs> practical yeah. effects people they look better sometimes <laughs> that's what they uh they, they say roger corman made him taught better directors than any other you know yeah yeah so you learn how to do it cheap and do it right yeah uh let's see what else and then like oh and they're all excited now we can give it some algae and some fungus and maybe even an invertebrate for it to you know look like and then they're drinking champagne they're all excited even uh cork is so excited he's getting the champagne and he goes he gets drunk because we've established i guess already that humanoid odo is a drunk of a bit and he goes down to uh quirks and he's like all happy that's a i like that scene a lot too with quirk and odo mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah oh yeah where he's just being like oh i just wanted to keep celebrating odo's drunk he's drunk in that scene right yeah yeah Yeah. quirk is like oh we're gonna have to water down the drinks again we didn't make enough this month and then he's like oh shit who's stealing odo's stealing drinks behind the bar (laughs) i guess you can do that when you're a cop yeah and it's just freaking quirk out like what's going on man no what's your what's your game you're gonna you've got me on something it's like no i'm just happy Oh, that doesn't fit. No, I don't like that or not. <laughs> Center cannot hold. I'm gonna buy you a drink. It's like, oh, it's like, oh shit, I can't take it anymore. And then he gets on the whole, you ever want kids? Oh, thought they'd be too much trouble, which I think he even brought that up to Cisco at one point. It's like, you humanoids, man. Kids, oh, that's a lot of work. And Cisco gave him the Oh, but it's the most rewarding thing ever line. That parents are supposed to give, right? Oh yeah, that's, um, yeah, yeah. No, that's totally true. We don't just make that up to tell people who don't have kids. Oh, okay, you're trying to convince me to revel in your misery. No, it's to- totally, tr- totally true. Uh, no, no, no. We're telling you the hundred percent truth. There, it's not a scam or a con to pull you in okay. to our pyramid scheme of breeding. Well, you sound very convincing <laughs> right now, James. If you have two kids and then you'll have two kids under them. And then they- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although I always like to say you're reducing your carbon footprint when you don't. That's true. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. It's good. That's for- true. But on the other hand, somebody's got to wash that ass when you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Robots. Yeah. That's, I'm, that's why I'm waiting for the revolution, man. That's what Japan is waiting for. That's why they don't have kids anymore. Is there? They got them robot ass wipers. <laughs> right. They do. Yeah. They got a little. Yeah, anyways, mm. <laughs> Odo is like, that little ball of goo. A little ball of goo back in the lab. 
changed everything. And so he's he's living through his kid, you know, like, oh, being a solid ain't so bad anymore because I could live through that. And then, then he gets an emergency message. The call that, that nobody, no parent wants to get. That's a hell of a, yeah. There's biomedic fluctuations. Can he come to, and the morphogenic matrix is destabilizing because of radiation, much of damage the cytoplasm more than Bashir thought because, oh, he is a shitty doctor, I guess. <laughs> there's there's nothing I can do because I'm a, still a shitty doctor. Here, hold this Erlenmeyer flask full of gack. Yeah. I, I basically stopped liking the episode here. Oh, really? It's it's all kind of downhill from here for me. Well, actually, I feel like- actually, we had that real moment with the B, the B story at the end. Well, that, yeah, that I, I liked it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's you're right, you're right. Where Kira has that conversation with Shakar. Oh, that's when they break up. Basically, and he was like, "Hey, you want to come on down to the planet?" She's like, "No," and he's like, "You wanna, you wanna <laughs> yeah, stay here with the baby?" Oh yeah, <laughs> and she's well, okay. Well, I mean. Okay, let's say this real quick. This episode kills two birds with one stone because it wraps up two storylines that we were kind of mm-hmm. that were kind of petering out yeah. and losing steam anyway. Yeah, one of them, Odo, is a solid now, and we kind of burnt up through all those story possibilities. And he holds the gack in his hand, and yeah, yeah, he holds the gack in his hand. It cures him. He goes off, and he's their Car- Tarkalian. <laughs> Hawk. Hawk. Yeah. yeah. A Tarkalian uh, Hawk. Surprise. He only mentioned <laughs> right, Tarkalian right. Hawks five times in this episode. <laughs> so I, it's not like he'd turn into a, like a Tarkalian tortoise. But yeah. So, he, and then everybody's like, gee whiz, isn't it great that you're you're back? And, you know, he's like, ah, I'd, I'd rather not have my kid be dead. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. And then he has this kind of re, like coming to terms with Mora. I was like, oh, I see how you felt when I left dad. And he's like, oh, it's okay. You had to find your own way. Yeah. And he, I mean, there's the, uh, as far as uh, Kira is concerned, she had to go and like, uh, none of visitor had to go and request that storyline. Really? They were just going to like, she popped one out and, and she was like, whoo, glad that's over with and sort of walk on. And like, not a visitor who had just, you know, really had a baby. Yeah, she was like, like, this is a big she, deal, people. What the fuck, bros in the writer's room? Yes. And I, I, I do think that that was one of those where like, Seriously? Oh, I think it's a fantastic character. No, no, no. Yeah, she yeah. She actually has to deal with with this, and she had to like teach them that. She had to like teach them that this is how women would feel in this situation. So <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. Or she's like, I want to be on the station. She wants to be next to the baby, and it kind of fucks her up a little bit. That she has to, yeah, give it up. Like, yeah, she has to let go and give it up. It's kind of a. Can we talk about Bajoran birthing? I guess practices. Yeah. Because yeah. we haven't really gone and yeah. Before we move on to that, before before we move on to that, I just want to say that I do think that I don't know if they meant it to be irony, but I guess there is some irony that she's telling Odo this after he can no longer give that to her. Oh yeah. Well, we don't know if he was shooting blanks or not. We've discussed that, but yeah. Well, you know, yeah. but like he he had he functioned in some capacity that right right now probably not how yeah. Yeah, there was like at least they had some sort of compatible DNA in a way that possibly yeah that probably maybe we don't know if he was if he was if the changelings made him sterile or not we yeah, don't know yeah we we did we did posit that no I know I know we don't we don't know that but that it's it's a higher likelihood of I mean he could barely take a shit properly I don't know if he could <laughs> yeah well, it was a lot of work I, to- I think that's because he doesn't know he doesn't he's like a five year old he doesn't like so- salad and he's not gonna eat it. but he's drinking so much beer and we know about beer shits right yeah that's true (laughs) beer and hot dogs that's all he's eating drink two of these drink two cups of coffee in the morning you know you can do all this stuff but yeah when yeah they have that moment at we will go back and what we we got to talk about bajoran pregnancy yeah yeah there's a lot of i don't understand but at the end when they're just like you never wanted a baby but now yeah (laughs) you want to take a walk and forget that you were a bad friend and didn't ask about me at all while I was giving birth. And you didn't ask at all about my dead child that I just had over here, Kira. But you don't know. Maybe. maybe yeah, maybe. They, maybe she, they were talking. They were texting each other while it was going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's pads that they have full of mm-hmm. males back and forth. But yeah. But Joran childbirth is dumb. 
here roll this rattle back and forth and keep a beat it's all about being relaxed childbirth is painless it feels good i guess for bajorids they just have to be relaxed you relax them enough and the baby just pops out even if it is bloody and all still it's one of those things where i i I still and i you know no offense to anyone who's listening who is really into natural childbirth but it just seems like you're trying to like dark souls your pregnancy, and I don't really like <laughs> I, like why why are you do why are you doing that? Like just take the easy way out of this, you know? Like is really the gong gonna help you? Where like Julian could probably administer an epidural in like a half a second, right? Well, they even bring that up. Well, because I I think the idea is that because this is a science fiction thing that it's just physically different for Bajorans than it is humans, right? Because it doesn't hurt; it just feels good. I mean, other than other than sneezing, I yeah, yeah. Because I felt like they were establishing that this is just their aliens, their pregnancy, their birthing is just physically a different sensation for them. Because did they ever say that they said it actually feels good? She did. She's like, oh, it feels nice. And there's one time where she has a contraction almost, and she's like, whoa, oh, it was like a quick clenching or something. And that was weird. That's not how it's supposed to happen. It's like, well, you're not a human, I guess. And I thought for a second, like the storyline was going to be like, oh, it's a human baby. You have to go through a human childbirth and that's going to be like traumatic for her or whatever. But that's not what they did. She has the one kind of like, ouch. And the Bajoran doula, I guess, who's trying to make Miles keep the rhythm is just like, oh, oh, we can't do it anymore. Because, yeah. Because she's like, oh, we can't do it because Kira's not able to relax because Shakar's been late and then she's waiting on Shakar and then Shakar comes in and it's not like it's not like they choose to stop. They have to stop because she stopped relaxing enough to give birth. And they even say, like, physiologically, they technobabble it. Like, her endorphins have accumulated to a toxic levels, so they have to put off the pregnancy and for a day or a week or however long it happens. Because she's, yeah... So that's weird, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of cool that the writers went out of their way to make Bajoran yeah. physiology, you know, as physiological different as possible. I do agree you know? that they are aliens, so it makes sense that I always do appreciate when they make aliens not straight humanoid, yeah. even though they look just like humans. I like when aliens get to be alien in some sort of sense. So the fact that their childbirth is different, I don't have a problem with. It's just kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, it. I agree. I agree. It's weird. I, yeah, they go back, and then Miles is massaging her legs again, and they've set up this kind of weird thing between Miles and Shakar. I and loved all this, by the way. Eden or Eden or whatever his name is, and he's like, "Hey, babe, uh, I see that this guy's massaging you, but they've got some zero grav tumbling on the promenade. Do you want to come out?" <laughs> and they're getting competitive, and it's like, "Oh, it's time." Oh, and so, yeah. Do you, okay, like, and I know this is probably the thing, didn't overthink it like I'm about to do, uh-huh. but, like, <laughs> it does seem, her, the fact that, like, okay, so the, they're, they're writing that O'Brien is doting on her in this very intense way, and the fact that her response to it is not creeped out by it, or, like, like annoyed by it, I mean, she's annoyed in the general way that she's annoyed with both of them, but, like, equally... That like I think that's why like it that it rings so weird to me like the nature of the relationship between them and I like that about it I like that it rings weird yeah. but it is it is sort of a uh, right I don't know it just strikes me as as like they could have went in a more and they like cliches and they like to go in these sort of standard ways they could have did that but they were not doing that with O'Brien and, and Kira yeah for me it it leaves enough room in what they don't say to for all the uh all the people on Tumblr uh-huh. and Twitter posting about the polyamorous triad between yeah the Keikos uh, and yeah, it I, almost leaves room for it to work. I, I, I do that. I do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, it does, it seems that she's in that she I'm not gonna say that it seems like she's playing it to where she's into O'Brien and his doting. But it does. They, she is not playing it where she's irritated by it. She just takes it for granted because she's like, "Oh yeah, it's a close thing. It's a big deal, and we are very intimate with each other." <laughs> Though, I mean, I think the show 
ostensibly is they're not sexually intimate. I think that's obvious, but should, no, 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 no. And I'm not saying that the show is trying to say that. I'm just trying to say that, like, if you were going to do a show about a surrogate mother and the father and the wife are together and they're standing there and the, that if the man was touching her all the time and massaging her all the time and you already did an episode about how they really want to fuck a lot. Like, <laughs> right. I'm just saying that, like, they are like that would be weird to watch that. Right. That a human man in a human current present day situation doting on the surrogate mother of his child would. But she's just I don't know. It's just they just go for it. And I have to say, I have to say that they enjoyed going for it. Yeah. That's what I have to say. Yeah. You can chalk it up to Bajorans have different uh, mores than humans do, but not really. I mean, it's just. Yeah, no. It's I, it's, it's it's they're having fun with it, I guess. It's yeah. a fun. It's a fun thing to th- like. And then you go well, like this would have been fun to go through. It makes you want to think about like a three way marriage <laughs> between the three. Yeah. Mm. I don't they were not prepared. I don't think that's just me but I don't think no I mean from judging from Twitter and Tumblr no it's not just you but yes people were into it man yeah yeah people are into it I you know I don't think 1996 or 97 was I don't think they I don't think we were ready for it back then <laughs> it uh, too, maybe too... no 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 you it would have Rick Berman would have never let it go but pass I sure that would have been up. great though just great yeah so they're bickering. They get kicked out of the delivery room, but then they get let back in. And Miles is like Wang Chunging, getting it on and banging a gong well enough. <laughs> to, ding, ding. Yeah. Dong. Oh, it finally donged after it was dinging. What? Oh, that means there's a baby now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's all goofy. Uh... Yeah, and, you know, oh, the baby just comes out. It was just like, oh, she's relaxed enough. The baby, it's out. There's no traumatic. There's still some blood, and it's got shit all over it, like, you know. Jelly, raspberry jelly. jelly. Yeah, yeah. But also, it doesn't have an umbilical cord. Nope. But it does have a belly button. Uh... <laughs> Aliens, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. That's, that was just the oversight. They didn't think about it. That goes to show you they ain't always thinking too hard. Right. right. Uh, I think maybe it could have even been brought up and then somebody was like, chill out, don't overthink it. Yeah, yeah. You know? well, whatever, we'll come up with some bullshit for what Yeah, yeah, is. well, but Bajorans don't have... Because I was thinking maybe it, well, maybe, the, maybe it gets severed in the original surgery, but no, because then that's still how it has to survive. Uh, right. Well, maybe Bajoran wombs have a different uh, way to supply nutrients. I I don't know, man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, uh, maybe I shouldn't overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh no. Overall, I mean, this is a good episode. Yeah, I like this episode. Like it, it was well constructed. Everything. Yeah. It didn't. Nothing felt out of place i mean it maybe even some of the stuff was goofy to an extent mostly the b plot like i think it was i think it was totally like it was totally interesting and on point yeah and it yeah no i liked it i i mean i didn't love it i i I doubt it'll i doubt it'll be on my white album but it may if i need one well where do you put it on your rewatch (sighs) meeting yeah like maybe i just like stories about father issues i don't know yeah that's true <laughs> you, you do have a soft spot for that. <laughs> right that's why i like wes anderson you like the you like the first nora you like the first uh i did mora episode uh i where do i put it my rewatch it's a five like i don't hate it but it's not also not like thrilling you know yeah uh so it's a, it's a five for me i think it's a better episode than i would want to watch it again i'd put it at like a I'd put it at a seven, six or seven. Yeah, I'd probably put it about a six or seven too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, about a seven. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I put it at a seven. I mean, yeah. the the Odo stuff. I think if I want to watch it, Odo centric episode, I would probably. This is probably yeah. one of my because he goes on a real journey. You know, right? He does. Right. So he does. I he does spend a lot of time talking to goo in a cup, though. Yeah. Right. Good times. <laughs> well, you but that <laughs> results vary. But you don't get to see him. You know, he gets elated. He gets 
bummed out. I mean, there's a whole he gets range. Drunk. So you're right. You're right. Yeah. He springs his back. He, you, you know. Yeah. He 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 goes through the full humanoid <laughs> gamut of feelings until. So he... let's unpack the let's unpack the thing. So like, yeah. What happens at the end of this episode? Real quick. It's just kind of so dumb. The the baby's dying. We mean dumb. You've it's, got two characters who have experienced this, a form of loss, and they talk like they. No, 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 no. Not that. The how how Odo gets his groove back. Oh well, <laughs> he he. The thing is dying, and I felt like it was like losing a child. It's like oh shit, this shit got heavy, and then it's a changeling. He gets. It's like going through the link kind of thing. It's how they. That's how anything gets cured among changelings. They link with other changelings and and meld and that fixes things. Right. But he's not a changeling. But he is. We've already established in that one episode in the Quantum Leap episode yeah, that his morphogenic enzymes have been actuated or by a plasma surge. Right? So part of him's still changeling. He's just been locked into this form. It's something like that. Yeah, I just think yeah. I, th- I think it's all dumb. It is a little bit. It's a little bit pat. Yeah, maybe it would have been nice to have a few. Uh, they did. We didn't. I don't even think we got any satisfying techno babble about it, though. That's the thing, no. right? Yeah, yeah. No, they wanted like, to keep the magic of the moment, so they couldn't talk it. Right. Mora maybe says maybe like oh, you know, it kind of lightens the load of him losing a child. But Mora's like, oh, well maybe, you know, it wanted to give you one left gift before it died. And that's what it could do. My biggest issue with it is that it was, they started this storyline out as, as a, it was a punishment to Odo from the changeling. Right. <laughs> so how you subvert that or how you, how you resolve that in a satisfying thematic way is he's got to somehow emotionally reckon with the punishment. Right, he's either got to overcome it or whatever, or that they're moved by whatever something. He's either they've either got to reverse it or he's got to do it in some sort of defiance to them. And like it's almost just like he slipped out the back door, like it was like a like right, like it was a it was a confluence of events that allowed him to like I guess a comedy of errors. Let's see, he ran the gam he ran the gambit of human emotions. Now, if running the gambit of human emotions had him reach some sort of comfort level with his destiny of being a solid, like if running through all that had taught him what it was like to be alive. And it, like uh, life could be fulfilling as a result, and then he gets his changeling powers back. That would have been a journey, but he really didn't. That's even, kind of, kind of, kind of. They but, do name check like they could have played it up more, but he does say in here they could have played it up more. He actually has a line where he says like, "Oh, I, now that I'm solid, but now that I have a child that I can live vicariously through, now that I can teach him, I feel okay being a solid because he's gonna go on and." fulfill my legacy or whatever it is. Yeah. And thematically, I feel like he does, they go through the trouble of giving him like, like we touched on such a wide experience of what it is to be alive. And he's dealing with his bad back and aging. And then also having a child and parenthood and those kind of feelings. And he's happy. And then he experiences the loss of losing a kid. So he's experienced all these kind of gamut of human experience yeah but yeah i mean it is i mean so thematically i get it but story-wise those aren't those aren't i mean that that's too broad to even really call a theme i'm not saying it's a little it's a little flint it's a little flimsy i i i understand your chief complaint about this yeah Yeah. like because what we have is we have two storylines wrapping up and one of them was rife with story possibilities. Mm-hmm. This Odo, you know, we had a lot of stuff we could have run down with Odo being human. Yeah, yeah. You know, getting, and it, he's sort of, and at this point, he's sort of the opposite of Data on purpose. Right. You know, here we have somebody who is a special man, who is clearly not humid, and clearly does not want to be human. Yeah. But gets to be anyway, and. Nothing is really answered as a result of it. You know, there's no outstanding questions. Right. Yeah. Like, even Mm -hmm. if I'm my argument that he does experience all this, it's more like if I'm writing a book report, I can put it in there. But it's not like it's 
felt like it's been fully experienced by what yeah. the arc of the season or the character that he's gone through. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's somehow his his out of that is not in in defiance or it has zero relationship to the actual founders. Yeah. And I felt like that would be a more satisfying thing. But to be honest with you, I'm now that we've talking about it, I'm starting to think and I like this episode, don't get me wrong, but is this episode them double barrel the the show writers uh, showrunners looking at the an open road uh, of uh, it's like Rumspringa. They had such interesting stories they could have went into from this point on, and then they chose to sort of step back and bring it back to a status quo. Yeah, it's- yeah. I think I, oh, I definitely feel like we're getting back to the status quo. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like we didn't really have much of a journey. We had sort of like a little meandering side path. Mm. We really didn't have a journey. But that they right. were too scared. They were too scared to go to the more adventurous path. It could be. Yeah, there was something tepid about this. Yeah, this whole thing. It wasn't. N- none of these stories ran too hot. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's like at the end. It's like at the end they said, like, forget, forget about it, Jake. This is network television town. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. <laughs> right. Right. Like maybe nowadays, if or you had a showrunner that had full license to do whatever he wanted, but also like they're fighting Berman for all these, you know, wild choices they want to make. They have the season plotted out. But I don't know if they have it broken as like like a Breaking Bad season or something. You know, they got yeah, no, yeah, six episodes. So, and I bet there's a point to where like I don't know what kind of pressure they are under to like Odo's the special man. He's a changeling. How long are we gonna deal with this stuff? You know, like I don't know what the room was like exactly. The, how much they were trying to get back to the status quo, which is what the suits wanted from a Star Trek show, you know. And I get the Keiko and stuff you kind of got into. Like, they probably were putting more obsession into this than maybe they are. Like, you know, so... Well, I think what we're seeing when we talk about the polyamory and all that, we just see a bunch Mm -hmm. of possibilities. Just like with with Odo, you know, being addicted to to space crack or whatever. Because (laughs) just like, just something. We just see the... Instead of this little side meandering path like a real epic journey of transformation, but we don't get that. We just get this little detour. Do you guys want to guess what the good people of IMDb thought of this episode? Mm. Oh, that's, I feel like they like it, but then nothing, there's no big action in it. So maybe they don't like it. Uh, you go. Mm. I'm going to go 6.9. Uh, that's around where I was going to go. It's got seven hundred. Go wait, 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 wait! wait. Oh, say. sorry. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to take what he says. I even I change my. I'll get seven point three. Uh, seven hundred and sixty-one votes is a seven point eight. Oh, oh, okay. Well, people like it more than you thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry to to think so shittily of you, IMDb reviewers. Yeah, I didn't give you the credit. That's a little high. That's a little. Well, nevertheless, uh, Sayonara Shakar. It was nice knowing you. Yeah, yeah. I guess did they break? Did they break up over a text or something? Like I don't remember. Well, he's just like die. I I, he he's murdered. I think. Yeah. Yeah. House intrigue. She has to investigate. I think. I don't remember. They set the scene for a breakup here. She's like, he's like, you want to come back with me, right, babe? She's like, no, not really. It's about the kid, right? It's like, well, yeah, it is. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But and then he goes, he goes, are you sure that you didn't fuck him? Because <laughs> yeah, he but, made it right. sound like he's seen your pussy a lot. <laughs> right. Well, now he's got the kid, and that's not going to happen anymore. But I'm going to uh, go on a walk with Odo, and maybe we'll <laughs> friend zone, and he'll yeah. be my rebound. <laughs> I mean, that kid, little black-haired Asian kid, comes out of Keiko, and, and you're like. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't fuck him? I don't think so. You <laughs> <laughs> completely human Asian child. He's, well, well, I was gonna say it with her. It was that he's got a little bit Jordan nose, but like the smallest facial features and the biggest yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we ought to move on to voicemails and emails, right, Wade? Uh, yeah. Let's do that. Beep boop boop boop. Bop bop bop. I never wanted a baby, but now. I just wish I could hold him in my arms and never let him go. I think I know how you feel, Doris. All right, here we have an email from uh, listener Pluto Burns. Let's go ahead and jump into this one. 
Hi, fellas, it's Pluto Burns, here to talk about Ascension, probably my most skipped video when I'm redoing the show. I just, I don't care to watch Odo and Quark snipe at each other in the middle of a tense survival situation. Like, I get watching those two bounce off of each other is fun, but they're not bouncing off of each other in service of the survival. They're just bitchy and sniping at each other because they're stressed. It's a lot more fun watching them bounce off of each other in terms of their outlook and ideologies in the scenarios of Quark's business or Odo's you know, work. And also, I feel like we got robbed. The idea of Quark testifying against some member of the Orion Syndicate for leniency on something, that... That's a hell of an episode. I mean, we get the whole, we get to watch Quark demonstrate his ability to navigate a justice system that he knows is way more interested in catching big criminals than in catching his small time stuff. While Odo is off on the sidelines, like, what do you, what, why, why won't you prosecute Quark? He does bad things. It would just, it would be a great chance to see Odo's brand of justice smack into the kind of justice that Quark regularly manages to circumvent. And we didn't get that. We got uh, Survival on the Mountain, and it probably would have been cheaper to do the other thing. So yeah, I don't <laughs> care for this episode. It's not like bad or anything. It's just really boring, and I have no interest in ever watching it again. So yeah, just uh, that's my two cents. Peldar Joy, fellas. Okay. First off, wait wait a minute. Let's get something straight. Odo is not some backwater rube that is would be incensed that that the justice no, he's, is uh, he's, cutting a deal with cutting a deal with Quark and like not prosecuting Quark and you know. I don't, he, he could he can understand a larger picture scenario. I think he's a justice hound. I think he might like but that's yeah. Odo getting away with a crime. If Quark were the DA, Quark would be like I don't make deals. <laughs> Everybody's got to do with their time. Maybe. I, 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 I yeah, I think I, I think I, he is pra- more pragmatic than you give him. Maybe. Then you give him I don't want to say there's a couple uh change lane puns I didn't want to I like I just like avoided. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he you he's act more as if he did, and, Yes, yes. And he's, he's not more malleable yeah. and protean than you right. give a credit. Or like he's yes. got a pragmatic bone in his body. <laughs> right. you're, you're acting as if he doesn't have a pragmatic bone in his body. <laughs> and then I realized that's fucking dumb um this season he does no um yeah i i i understand i think actually that episode is kind of a boring as fuck episode because then you have a bunch of well well he i'm gonna explain why real quick and then i'll you guys can share your thoughts because pluto burns what we'll probably get is we get these two characters in a different setting and you probably get a bunch of shallow broad stroked judge and you probably get broad stroke criminal and you probably get a broad stroked uh, prosecuting attorney broad stroked defense attorney and then you've got this cheesy la law and space procedural with all these broad stroke characters that we've seen every time they bring somebody in to play a judge they're always the same sort of they always have that same sort of air about them right I mean, you can't do that on these one-off episodes and make it make it interesting, or it's at least harder to. Oh, do. I think you could, but they they definitely have shown that they struggle at it. Yeah, they, yeah. it wasn't in their way, wheelhouse. Bring in the Bajoran lady from that Dax episode we liked with the ball. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, lady, getting she was good. these great character actors—that's a way to do it. But I watched something with her in it when she was vivacious. And I was like, who the fuck is this actress? And I looked her up on IMDb and I was like, oh, that's the old bitch from the Dax episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, she looks familiar, but like yeah. she's hot. Uh, James I has got a new boner jam. That's yeah, all. <laughs> boner jam for whoever that actress was. Something she made that I watched. I don't know. Was it a Mystery Science Theater or something? Probably. Well, I was trying to think, when was the last time I watched an old movie? I will go ahead and say that now removed from, what's it called? The Ascent or Ascension? The Ascent. He called it Ascension. The Ascent. And I was Ascension. like, Ascension? Ascension is another episode, but I The Ascent. we were going way back to like last Yeah, I, I would watch the episode on Rise Up 10 times really? before I'd watch this episode again. That was the one with Jake and Nog, right? Yeah, but you yeah, also yeah. get the good Rom and Cisco stuff together. I and yeah, That's like... Two minutes. That's yeah, two like, minutes. It's 30 seconds. I think the ascent is a, is a fun Odo. And if you wanted to brief, like if you haven't watched Deep Space Nine in five years and you were just a casual fan and you wanted to watch one episode to to get uh, reminded about the Odo 
and uh, Quark relationship, that's the one you go to. I can't think of a single episode that is hinge- hinges on their... Uh, the episode where he's getting cock-blocked by Shakar and Odo... Oh, where he's the only one that's that like five minutes. It. That's like five minutes at the end where they ha- where he has that great little thing. I'm yeah, talking about that's about that's about right. Odo and Kira, not Odo and Quark. Yeah. Right. If well, you, but no, but the Quark. I mean, they, that scene, they really like. Oh, I, I agree with you. That scene. Is he was Odo was the only person oh. that understood that he was. Sexual, I, under, I he understand. I that he was whatever blue balls you get when you're Quark always has had his number on that. But you get that same. He gives him almost exact same speech on this one too. About how you know you're pining for Kira and you're just fucking wasting your you're throwing your shot away. Right. Yeah. If you wanted an episode based around that, if you wanted one episode about it, like I don't know what other what other one do you reach for? It would be this one, but yeah, we might get some more. Like, I don't know. I think I I agree with I do I think I agree with Pluto in that uh, courtroom drama. I think Pluto's pitch could be interesting too. Though. I guess it could be, but there's there's enough there's room for error there too. Is what I'm saying. It's not <laughs> the airtight. The problem with it is. The problem with it is that there's a pretty hard embargo that you can't have Orions on DS9 remaining from Roddenberry, I think. like none Why of, is that? They have to be like an unseen thing. Why? Because it was one of the Roddenberry rules that they were sticking with. It was just a rule they set up. Going back to he, TNG. They thought it would be fun to leave it to the, imagine, uh, leave it to the imagination. But there has to be a reason why, that, right? I'm telling you, like, because he decided back on TNG, it was one of those Roddenberry rules where we can't have aliens from the original series except Klingons. Right. And that's why you don't get Andorians until Enterprise and I guess you get Orions. And, then. and you get right. Orions and Enterprise, yeah. But Enterprise was a different thing than, you know, that was like them doing something different. That's, I mean, that's why you didn't get Andorians. It's They wanted to do Andorians on Deep Space Nine, but there was, probably Berman said they couldn't do it, you know. And so Deep Space Nine gets to reference Andorians and Orion's a lot more than TNG. It's when you tell me stuff like this is when I realize that it really was kind of a weird, sick cult. Sure. Yeah, like that's that's just weird to me that like he well that that, that Berman followed the rules. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. at the well, same on the time, other end, if you don't have people who are following a vision, you get Star Trek Discovery. Exactly. Exactly. That's true. I'm with <laughs> good point. I think there's something behind the rules that I like, and we've. I had the argument about whether Deep Space Nine rejects the rules or breaks them or does something interesting. You know, it's sometimes to act within that box, you get good art that comes from it. I guess if... Uh, I, would I have liked to see an a episode where it's a courtroom drama where Quark is a snitch against a green-skinned guy and they're, and they're probably sending assassins out to kill him and Odo has to protect him, but is Odo still mad that they're giving him a deal? Yes, I think that would have been awesome. I don't think Odo would be mad. That- so you view the Orion, or you view the Roddenberry rules kind of like Dogma 95. Like it's a series of artistic self-discipline that kept you in a certain sure. framework. Except I hate most of those Dogma movies, but. Oh, they're all, they're all atrocious. Well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I was about to say that's not a Dogma. Uh, Dancer in the Dark, nope, yeah, that's not uh, They're only good when Van Trier's break, like yeah. Van Trier's only good movies are the ones that he doesn't do under Dogma 95. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And the ones that are yeah. just him being really gross about women. Sure. I mean, they're all kind of about that. Kind but, of, but, yeah. Um, but there's some are worse than others. Some anyway, are worse than others. Having strictures to work within, you can have good stuff that comes from it. I, sure, I agree with that, Sometimes. but I, I also agree that it's dumb to tell a bunch of capable long-term creators through the show that's been successful that they can't do things just because. That's the problem that gets on me. Is that I get that when it was Morty Scheinbaum in the first season of of TNG. It doesn't make any sense to me now because you have clearly have a staple of creators that you trust and that are making some of the best Star Trek that has ever been, and you still tell them they can't use Orion's because sure. well, I mean, a guy six years dead had a like a vision in the middle of his. 13th martini <laughs> that that was the way it was gonna go right <laughs> it's just kind of weird that's like that's like that's a cult <laughs> but at, at the beginning when the religion was being founded those rules made a lot of sense i think <laughs> because then no, I, did... I, I i just said it's a situationally different well sure I... it's different when ira stephen bear is, in 1997 is asking you to do something and rick berman's telling them no it's kind of weird. It's especially weird considering that four years later, Rick Berman said, sure, fine, fuck it. Do Enterprise? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's all just weird to me. But I'll, I, I I get that that's the state of play with Star Trek. So um, I'm not sure what 
our final consensus was about all your thoughts there, Pluto, but <laughs> I do appreciate it. Uh, uh, I, oh, I didn't. I mean, I think that idea could be fun. Well, but it sure. also could suck. I don't know. Yeah. It depends on its execution, <laughs> just like anything. Yep. <laughs> it's hard to read a pitch that way. Yeah, this will probably suck. It's like, well, uh, yeah, probably. It was like when Ava DuVernay was announced as directing the New Gods, and they were like, what are they going to do? Put Oprah Winfrey in as the New Gods? And I was like, so did Spielberg have to put up with this when he was directing Color Purple? What's he going to do? Put a shark and an alien in it? Like, <laughs> like directors have, like, you know, like, creators can bring things out of things. So it's hard to, it's hard to know what a pitch is like. So yeah, that's all I got. All right. Let's see. All right. But if people want to call, what should they do? By all means, do that. By dialing us the Kickers of Elves hotline number at 917-408-3898. Yeah, talk to us about DS9 or Star Trek or whatever else you want to talk about. Or shoot us an email at rulesofacquisitionpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a voicemail or record a quick thing there. Try to keep it under three minutes. If you've listened to us enough, maybe you know the drill already. So, yeah, you can do that. And if you want to support the show and you like what we do and you want to compensate us monetarily, uh, go to the Patreon at patreon.com slash kickersofelves where we want to make it worth your while and we got a bunch of extra content out for you to look up and listen to and whatnot there. All right. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. thanks again for listening to another episode of the Rules of Acquisition. We hope you join us again next week as we go through another episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. For Wade, James, and myself, three to beam out. Boop. Do you know the cunt weasels that run this show have a call in line where you can express your DS9 wishes and DS9 dreams into their ear holes? They will play them on air and try to be nice to you because one day they hope to sell you Blue Apron snacks and underwear made out of Modal. The number is 917-408-3898. That number again is 917-408-3898. You will probably want to talk about how hot Dax and Bashir are. That is great. These pretentious asses also love it when people say they are wrong. So feel free to do that. James will probably go off on a knowingly obtuse rant about construction issues or political sophistication. We know you love that. Again, 917-408-3898. Did you know that some Deep Space Nine podcasts have more reviews than us on iTunes? Doesn't that piss you off? Please review us on iTunes. We need to feel loved sometimes.